0: What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kind of Neat. Thank you for tuning in, as always. First things first, we are doing a Patreon drive, a Patreon pledge drive to support the podcast uh, so that we can keep it ad-free. So if you are a loyal podcast listener, as I always say, only if you're a loyal one. If you've been listening for a year, if you've been listening since the beginning, if you listen every week and this is part of your schedule— do me a favor and every month, just like basically buy me the equivalent of a beer or a coffee. Uh, go to patreon.com slash kind of neat and uh, pledge $1 per episode. That's it. We do four episodes a month on a good month. So that's four bucks a month. Uh, I can tell you right now I had to subscribe to HBO now uh, because my ex finally changed her HBO Go password. And that's $14.99 a month. That's a lot compared to $4 a month. That's nothing. Uh, so, And we're independent. It's just me and Ben. We're not a big, giant, conglomerate corporation. So go to patreon.com slash kind of neat and uh, pledge $1 per episode or $2 per episode or three. That's fine. Don't pledge $10. do not pledge 20 because it's not a one-time thing. It's every episode that we put out. We'll just take a little dollar from you. You know, Um, and I keep having to email people that are donating extraneous amounts of money going, hey, look, man, I think you're doing the Patreon wrong. It's not 10 bucks. It's just a dollar. I don't want to steal from you every month because I'm a nice person like that. And I don't want to steal from people. That being said, apparently sometimes a lot of people think I'm a dick. I hear it kind of a lot. I don't mean to be a dick. In my head, I, I've like I said, I think I, I wanna be a nice person. I think I'm a nice person. I don't know. But I also like to provoke people into like thinking a little bit and and, and I guess uh A lot of times I do it in maybe a a crass way or a crude way and people kind of lash out at me. I get a lot of people that have liked my music um, that then reach out to me on either a personal level or on the Internet or whatever and end up then telling people that I'm a dick. And I hear it back from people because people talk. No one keeps secrets because actually people are dicks. And so, uh, you know, I keep hearing from all these randoms like, oh, yeah, I fucking – I used to like intuition and then I ran, I, I ran into him or like my friend had an encounter with him and said he was a real asshole. So I think he's a dick now. But just now during the podcast, like somebody was in my DMs on Twitter um, just fucking – we were talking back and forth about Drake. Like he was telling me that Drake sucks – and that i'm a real rapper and i went hmm i don't know man i was like drake's pretty awesome and he's like but you're you're honest and i'm like yeah drake's like excessively honest that's like part of his thing you know and he's like man come on like songs like uh started from the bottom and no new friends you think those are honest and i'm like what i'm like uh do you really think that a lyric about me putting coke in miley cyrus's sinuses is honest like You know, and so he sent me this long DM that goes, I hope you at least have the courtesy to back up your statements. Good music has passion and soul. If you can't tell that Drake is a flake, I don't even know what that means, then I have no idea how you make the music you do. Music is a reflection of self, self, whether you believe it or not. When you wrote Dear John, if you say you didn't have yourself in mind, I'd say you're pretentious. That's the first paragraph. You think Drake can rap? That's fine. But just remember, if you go platinum it's got nothing to do with luck it just means that a million people are stupid as fuck i don't and he's got that in quotes i don't know where that's from i really just didn't think you were one of them especially because your music told me otherwise it's funny i can tell i can tell you assume i know nothing about music honestly i've been such a big fan of yours and you chose to be a dick when i was sharing my opinion while complimenting you at the same time the fact that you stick up for drake more than your own music speaks volumes to me as well Anyway, thanks for the music you've given me. Answer if you have something to say. I'd love to hear it. That's coming from a positive place. And so I responded back. I'm not being a dick. I'm just trying to provoke you to look at it differently. Of course, dear John is about me, just like Marvin's room is about Drake. But do you think I was honest when I said I put the coke in Miley Cyrus's sinuses? I already used that example in the in the podcast. Sorry. Uh, The shit is not black and white, my man. There are gray areas. That being said, please stay out of my DMs if you feel the need to attack me or my sentiments. You're being very passionate about disliking someone's art, and that seems a little small-minded, in my opinion, in all caps. Um, I have to deal with this kind of shit all the time. Man, people lash out, you know, I'm sorry that I like music that doesn't, um, you know, fit what you think I listen to. I have this feeling that a lot of people um, that listen to my music – and for those of you who are just tuning in on YouTube, I know I just started putting these episodes on YouTube. And so some of you have no idea that I that I rap or used to rap or whatever or that I make music or have any sort of music following at all. But I get people that, that, that assume that I just must spend all day listening to music that sounds – uh like the music they want to compartmentalize with uh me with. So they must think that I just like sit and listen to white rappers all day and I don't. I don't listen to I listen to hardly any white rappers. I listen to stuff that most of you would mistakenly call ignorant music. I listen to what most of you would mistakenly refer to as trap music. I listen to all kinds of stuff. Um white rappers I don't listen to. And so I think some, a lot of people get, are so disappointed with that when they find out that they instantly just go, oh, well, you're a fucking dick because you're not what I thought you were. And that doesn't have anything to do with me. That has to do with them. If you can't listen to my music and realize that I'm a dick, then like you're not listening close enough. I pretty much spend all my time on my songs trying to push forward the fact that I think I'm a piece of shit. And I pretty openly dislike myself, and I'm trying to work through that constantly when I make music. I'm snide and snarky and just overall a real fucking asshole. And so if that doesn't come through when you're listening, I don't really know. Even if I do it in a sweet way, it's like I'm still taking jabs at myself. Um, So, yeah, my music's honest, but... If you don't honestly think I'm a dick, I don't really know what to tell you. Uh, that being said, I always tell I always tell people online, if you approach someone with respect, they'll approach you with respect back. But if you come in like some weirdo know-it-all telling me how I'm supposed to think, then yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be a dickhead. And uh, today's guest, Johnny Polygon, we talk a lot about th- uh, this sort of thing. Uh, just like, well, we talk a lot about... Uh, white rap fans, we talk a lot about my uh I guess my existential crisis I've been having of like being a white rapper uh, and all the cultural appropriation um, that that has been in the news and and just kind of my inner debate with that he partakes in it with me and also we just talk about his ideas that he's been having uh, with his like sleepover shows and he's got a box set coming out. But realistically, when Johnny and I get together, we don't really get – we don't get to hang out that often in real life. Uh, And so we try to use these as an excuse to just kind of link back up and shoot the shit because he and I just really – I think – I mean I would say that he would probably say this as well. We enjoy talking to each other. We each enjoy each other's company and we don't get to do it enough in real life. So we just record these. So – realistically we talk just a lot uh, talk a lot of shop and we talk a lot of uh i don't know i kind of blacked out and just had a good conversation with him so hopefully you guys enjoy it yeah so it was nice to catch up with johnny this is his second time on kind of neat and he also did a knock City interview so there are a bunch of conversations with us out there uh if you just google johnny polygon kind of neat you'll be able to find his other episode uh because our my i know that the website is like fucking useless when it comes to that kind of shit um so yeah without further ado i'm gonna get into my conversation with johnny polygon and i probably come off like a dick in this sometimes too i'm sorry i i i don't want to be an asshole it's just i i try to live my life well but i just i'm 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 only human uh, uh, an honest open piece of shit <laughs> human so uh here's johnny polygon thanks <laughs> Young Johnny Armour. Hey! Man. Hey! First, I want to apologize to you for always being a flake. <laughs> I know that I'm a flake, and... It wouldn't be L.A. without it. It's part of your charm. I know. I, man. You only flaked on me one time. I know, but that felt like enough times.
1: It was a big flake.
0: What was it for?
1: Some, um, some party. I think it was a ham over everything party. Oh,
0: ham on everything. Um, Yeah.
1: And, um...
0: No, I couldn't have been that because I would have been there. It no, was it, was, definitely was. Was it definitely
1: it? was. Definitely was. Because you uh, were saying you were like, "Yo, these are my boys." Oh yeah, it was you at union. Come it was
0: at union. I w- I was supposed to go to it, and then, uh, I, I man, you know, sometimes I just get social anxiety. And, really? Yeah. And then I just don't go. Huh? You don't do that ever? Like you I, like, all the time? Yeah, I have plans in my head where I'm like, all right i going to go do this, yeah. and then I'm like, hmm, it's 6 o'clock. Maybe I should take a little nap <laughs> before I go so I can stay up later. And then
1: by the time you wake up, you're like, but I like being half, yeah, dude, mostly I, sleep. I wake up at 9, and I'm like, man, Mm-mm. fuck this. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. My favorite plans are uh, canceled plans, so. Those
0: are my only plans. No. I, I kind of feel bad. I'm in this weird place in my life where the only time I see my friends or people that I like is if I if I talk to them on here. Right. And so here you are. It keeps it fresh. Yeah. I, I'm like, oh, yeah, man, we should sit down and have a conversation. But, like, let's record it. On my show. <laughs> Might as well kill two birds at once so <laughs> we can catch up and fucking be cool. And then we can also make some content because yeah. what the fuck? We're going to talk about the same shit anyway. Might yeah. as well. Which your your
1: show's doing well congratulations i guess people tell me that i don't know yeah. it's
0: just when it's like you know when you look in the mirror every day you can't tell if you're getting fat exactly until you see a picture of yourself two years ago right and so i look and at it like every holy day. fuck i and was I,
1: in amazing shape two yeah ago. exactly yeah. And,
0: and so i don't know if sometimes it feels like it's going good and sometimes right. it feels like i'm being a lazy piece of shit and it's not growing <laughs> like it should but people tell me they like it and so that's cool
1: how many episodes you do in a year now
0: i should do 52 in a year but yeah. i've uh i probably only do about 25 or 30 per year now okay which is not enough but really no nah, i that mean that seems like a lot you should do one a week i feel like if you're doing a podcast okay. at, le- at least at least maron's out here doing two a week bro some people do a podcast every day
1: that's ridiculous i don't
0: make enough revenue
1: to work yeah, it. It would, it up, yeah it wouldn't be worth my time it wouldn't be worth my time to it. Right. but
0: anyway right. yeah what have you been up to
1: Man, I've I've actually been working on my own podcast. You have a podcast now? I it's not out yet. Uh, yeah. But it it's coming. It it's it's coming along with I'm doing a box set of all my albums from yeah. uh from when I first started when I was sixteen to now where I'm gonna be thirty two in like ten days or something.
0: Oh, happy early birthday. Yeah, thank what you. does that make you a Taurus?
1: Yeah. That's why we get along so
0: good. Is it I, I've, this is the second podcast in a I've talked about astrology, so I'm gonna just skip over that. But yeah, wait, what's your birthday? May 15th. Oh no way! That's a uh, two of my best friends. Both of their birthdays are on May 15th. It's a good date.
1: It's a good. Yeah,
0: I get along real well with people born on May 15th for some reason.
1: I think uh, it's Janet Jackson's birthday too. Hey, I think. Sh- shout out Janet Jackson. We'd be hey, best friends probably. Hey, JJ. Hey.
0: That's tight. What are you gonna do for your birthday?
1: I don't know. I think I'm just gonna have a. Maybe a little kickback in my house.
0: Yeah. Yeah, barbecue.
1: Are you a birthday person?
0: Nah, not really. Me neither. Not really. You grew up kind of in the sticks, yeah?
1: Yeah. Well, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
0: But were you, like, in—is Tulsa a big city? Yeah. Like, were you in the city Mm -hmm. or were you in the the suburbs?
1: Yeah, I was in the city. Oh, okay. And I uh, was—grew up downtown, which now downtown Tulsa is, like, where it's at. That's where— if you're going to visit you have to go get some downtown tulsa culture in your life um but when i was growing up there was absolutely nothing it was it was a, it was a ghost town was it like a you know?
0: ghost town like a zombie town ta- like downtown la used to be a zombie town like the skid row was just the whole thing it right. was tulsa like that it ever? was sort
1: of like that but less like when i think of old school downtown la i think of almost like uh Almost like Mad Max, yeah, you know, or like, uh, you know, I just think of like barrels of fire and and random screams in the distance. Right, right.
0: Like it looked like (laughs) RoboCop.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of that one Van Damme movie. Universe. Was it the first Universal Soldier? Soldier? Yeah.
0: I haven't thought of that in forever. Yeah. What a a great movie.
1: It's, It's amazing. The dialogue alone. You know that
0: fucking Dolph Lundgren has a PhD or some shit?
1: I saw that. That's crazy. He looks dumb as shit. Even, even when I was looking at them say he has a PhD and he's really smart, I'm looking at him like, this dumb motherfucker? Like, yeah. Look at his face. He looks stupid. I'm
0: like, that's the guy Rocky
1: beat up. That's right. not, he
0: doesn't have a PhD.
1: Right. That guy killed—didn't he kill Apollo Creed? He did. That piece of shit. Actually, no, because that opened up the world for the new Creed. Yeah. They built a whole story around— Creed being killed by Dolph Lundgren.
0: Did you like the new Creed? I did. I lo- I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought did. it was great. Yeah. I always say like uh, any any the the way to tug on the heartstrings of an Italian man is put on a Rocky movie. Right. And Creed was no different.
1: Any any man, I think it's been acceptable for men to cry about sports and get emotional about sports. So <laughs> so if you're gonna make a movie about sports about sports, yeah. then like dudes are gonna be like. Fuck yeah, I cried at Rocky. Fuck yeah, I cried at Creed. It's an amazing film. It
0: was, it was. It's an amazing film. I thought it was great. I love Ryan Coogler, the director of that. Okay. He did Fruitvale Station.
1: Have Ooh, you, yeah. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, so they're like a him and Michael yeah. B. Jordan. Are, I think they're like really close homies. That's dope. I think they might be
0: homies from before Hollywood, right. but I'm not sure about that. Don't quote me. Yeah. But they make a great team. Okay. And... uh Maybe this is just like a I'm telling you But I'm telling everybody Like there's this speech That Ryan Coogler did About um, diversity in Hollywood Yeah It's fucking dope You gotta go listen to him Ryan Coogler is a real motherfucker On YouTube? Yeah it's on YouTube If you just look up like Ryan Coogler diversity speech Or whatever it'll pop up Nice He's a a smart dude He's real young too From Oakland Really? Yeah, just like a normal-ass dude from Oakland. That's Is he in like, his 30s or 20s? He's still in his 20s. Fuck. I think, he's like, I think he made Fruitvale Station when he was 28 or something.
1: I'm right? happy for people who are successful in their 20s, but at the same time, I'm like...
0: What did I do wrong?
1: Yeah. I was like, what? What did I do wrong? What? God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? A- Shit.
0: Right, right. Yeah, fucking Dolph grin. Anyway. uh,
1: (laughs) What's he like? He's like 60-something now, He's got to be up there. He looks stupider and stupider every day. Really? Yeah. I think as he gets older, he's getting... They're going to
0: revoke his PhD?
1: uh, (laughs) Yeah. Just like, yeah, you look too dumb. Right. Um, So, okay. So, Tulsa looked
0: like Universal Soldier, but now... No, no.
1: LA looked like Universal Soldier. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. But Tulsa Tulsa looked like, I don't know, kind of like the... Like the... The Warner Brothers studio after everybody left for the day. Okay, you know, so so picture like a propped. A prop downtown, like a fake downtown, yeah. And it's like shut down time; like security guards are going home,
0: right? Shit. Like the sky at the end of the street is like a painting that you would just run into. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's what it was like when I was growing up there. So,
0: well, so was it densely populated that at that time downtown, or was no, you, your, not fa- at all? Your family was just like the only, yeah. s- family on the block, or what? yeah.
1: It's it's crazy to see, uh, you know, because I'm talking like 20 years ago now mm-hmm. um, when we first move downtown it's like what used to be a sketchy hood area Mm -hmm. is now they're selling like half a million dollar condos and stuff, which in Tulsa prices is crazy. And they got like artisanal cheese shops and shit. All that. All that. Coffee shops. All the
0: liquor gets served in like those, the, the Mason jars, (laughs) stuff like that.
1: Tulsa's got really strange liquor laws though. Really? Like Oklahoma does. Yeah. Really? It's like there's half powered beer, like 3.2 alcohol content in the beer, unless you buy it from a bar Huh. or a liquor store but if it's full-powered beer they have to sell it warm and then you have to take it home and then full-powered sort of beer. beer yeah exactly it's fucking very strange you should start a brand called full-powered <laughs> Beer. <laughs> i don't watch enough sports for that it's tight yeah um is oklahoma diverse it's more diverse than people think like i know a lot of people who had never been there they ask me Oh there's black people there and like yeah there's there's tons of black people. Um, I wouldn't
0: wonder if there were black people but I mean it, it's just like are there is there anything other than white and black basically?
1: Yes, but not in the sense not in the way that you'd see out here in New York or right. you know in, in places that have a big entertainment uh startup culture does it know? feel
0: is it feel southern there or is,
1: is it no, like it midwestern? Feels, it's midwest like no one there like none of us call ourselves like southern yeah. or like the south we all we all say we're midwest
0: okay i you was know? just in iowa over the weekend okay which is the midwest and it was a really crazy experience because i don't think i've ever been like that deep in the midwest okay and um we were in this restaurant at one point called Jethro's shout out to Jethro's it's like some barbecue place and uh their floor seating is one big room and it could probably fit about a hundred people in it or so and the first day that we were there we had lunch and it was packed and I looked over and I I I said to my friends I'm like dude look at this restaurant like there's it's all white people it was like a hundred, yeah. literally all white people. Yeah. The only dude there was we we had, we rolled the Samoan dude. He was the only like non-white in the whole place. Right. So we got to looking at like the Wikipedia page of their census, mm-hmm. and it's like Iowa's ninety-two point eight percent white or something like that, Ooh. and like two percent black, and they don't even list like Latino or it's Hispanic. Just other. Yeah, it's just like other, and then there's like point one. Um, pacific islander and we're like oh shit they just changed the wikipedia when you came in ag wow
1: (laughs) oh so yeah i wonder what the uh lgbt community is like i don't
0: know i don't know it seemed very it seems very conservative there and whatever you know it is what it is but uh um yeah one of the one of the gals that we end up photographing she's like this uh, really attractive like all american looking model girl uh-huh. and i'm like oh what's like what are your parents like what kind of what kind of european are you and she's like i i'm just american and i'm like what do you mean and she's like my she's like i think both sides of my family have been here since like the 1700s and i was wow. like that's fucking crazy i never met anybody like that
1: that's crazy she just made that up uh, maybe she might have someone she, told her that she's right, adopted she,
0: She's like, oh my um like I think my great 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 grandmother's native american I said oh then your great 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 grandfather was out here raping and pillaging that's what that was
1: <laughs> As a white guy do you notice when you're around a room of white like white people?
0: Well, I think as an Angelino even though I'm a transplant I've been here for so long that yeah. when I am in a room full of only white people? You I do it. notice it because yeah. that doesn't happen here. Right. That just doesn't exist in Los Angeles. You'll never be any I mean at least me. Yeah. I'm not rich enough to where I'm ever going to be in a room full of white people in Los Angeles. Like that's just Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Do you notice that kind of shit if you're the only black dude in a room?
1: Yeah, I mean I <clears throat> I grew up the only black dude in the room. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like and I I definitely Well, it's it, like I said like where my parents were where my family was was kind of like a hood area, mm-hmm. but I went to a magnet school, right? Because I was like this—I was—I used to be like this star swimmer or whatever. Really? Yeah, hey, you've
0: told me that before, probably. And it's it's st- so
1: weird to think about
0: every time I hear it. I'd still I mean, be surprised. Yeah, I've—I've I've kept the physique. I mean, you look buoyant. <laughs> <laughs> That's,
1: thank you, thank you.
0: Uh, you know, I used to be athletic too. Neither of us looked that way hey, anymore, man. No, man. I was like.
1: <laughs> I was like before my twenties. was a half my, life ago, really? Yeah, really, yeah. really. That's just that's who I used to be, but so that's why I, you I went to like, the
0: magnet school though. Was for swimming, not for academics, or was yeah, it? Yeah, definitely
1: both? not academics. Really? Yeah, I, I like dropped out of high school. I was a yeah, horrible yeah, student and all reads, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I was, I was kind of. I saw Dave Chappelle talking about how like black people are bilingual. You know, like you have your. You you have the way that you talk when you're around Right uh, uh, you know, What your do they people. refer to that as?
0: Uh, your co- not codes um, There's a specific term for that I know exactly what you're talking about though Go Codes? Ahead. Not codes, it's like you have your different um, You know, everyone It's just like ingrained in us as a society Where we act differently depending on what kind of room we're yeah, in
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly So I, I feel like I was around white people during the day And then I was around black people at night and then during the day it was just all white people, you know. And even the the magnet school was a diverse school. Like it was a 50-50, like it was it was half black, half white, you know. <clears throat> and a couple different other races sprinkled in there. But uh I definitely feel like I know how to talk to I know how to talk to both people. Like with a cop, like I can pimp a cop. Right real easy like some some fucking police especially the more the more ignorant the police is the the easier it is for me to like blow his blow his mind right you know right
0: oh. interesting
1: yeah do you get
0: pulled over driving while black a lot or what
1: oh definitely really De- especially on tour man oh my god oh i can't even imagine Woo! on tour especially we did this tour it was me uh shelly and my homie Gabe and Pac-Div, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it was like six black people in my bus. And we're just driving in, in South. I think it was South Carolina, South or North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And this cop pulled us over. And he didn't even really give us a reason why he pulled us over. And he was just convinced that there was something, something in the bus. Right. And we were pulled over for uh maybe like two and a half like two hours two hours like he went through th- everything went through everything he went through the air conditioning ducts and like that oh shit never found it wow we had it i just had a literal jaw drop That's yeah crazy. he he never he said, found it we had he it. said we had it <laughs> like we had it he didn't check my air conditioning ducts <laughs> no. no we got this i got this you know yeah, we got this little stash spot or whatever. Well, don't snitch on yourself, but that's yeah.
0: crazy that he didn't find that. He, they didn't call out the dogs in two hours, for Christ's sakes.
1: No, there was there was dogs. I mean, we get dogs. We get all dude, I get pulled over in my bus all the time. That's so crazy. All what the are you time, got, like a Sprinter van. No, it's a uh, Fleetwood Limited, oh. so it's like a Class A. It's got like bunks and oh oh, you have a full on bus. Where do you park that? Yeah, it's it's uh, in storage in Oklahoma right now. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, out here to store it, it's like $300 a month, and then in Oklahoma it's 40
0: Oh, that seems like a better deal. Boom. Yeah, so then you just start your tours over in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's tight. How, yeah. how You tour a lot, huh? I toured a lot last year. I haven't been touring that much this year just because it was—the str- way I was touring was like punk rock tour. How so? You know what I mean? Because I mean, I was doing like sleepover shows.
0: Yeah, I saw those. I was going to ask about that.
1: Yeah, we would like rent an Airbnb and just make like ten tickets available. You know, eight to ten tickets available, and they're all kind of like higher price tickets. They're like two fifty to five hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. But it's like it's overnight crazy house. We like cook drink, watch movies, I perform yeah. and then we wake up in the morning and I was playing them the the album that was out at the time, I Love You Good Night.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, that was the whole thing. It was like the album was yeah, called I Love is, You Goodnight. How is
0: that? How'd you come up with that idea?
1: That was Shelly. That was my manager, girlfriend. Yeah. She came up with all that stuff.
0: She just thought of that and then and then how, what has it been like being in that close quarters with people that are willing to pay 250 to 500 bucks to hang out with you
1: yeah you know it's it freaks some people out i think the idea of it freaks some people out yeah but for me it's it's cool it's people that give the biggest fuck about me right you know what i mean i'm just like whoa these people care so fucking much about me right the least i can do is just like be a cool dude and like you know we like smoke and drink and all that stuff we did one in uh vegas that was extra crazy turned up you know and i haven't had a uh i haven't had a bad experience doing that and i really i you know i kind of doubt i will but because the people who hate are like the the creepos and shit they're not going to put the money up to come and see you like that. And if they do, they don't want to come in and, like, ruin it. Oh, see, I wouldn't
0: be worried about, like, uh, anybody that hates. I... I I wanna preface this by saying I love everybody that comes to a every say. show. But every once in a while you get somebody that comes to a show, they end up too drunk, right? And they don't realize like the flow, the social flow and interaction of things. Yes. And they want to like hog all the time right. at the at the merch booth right. and talk for like a half hour and it's like, yo, yo, man. Right. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude, but we gotta keep this moving. And then they just keep talking your ear off and then. My
1: personal thing is like yeah. you the shortest conversation should be the one about how awesome you are. Right. Cuz I, I don't want to hear that shit. It's awkward to just take the compliments. It's hard
0: to take compliments particularly know? when you hate yourself as much as I do. <laughs> you know like, what? I mean? We're in the same boat. Yeah, I'm we're like the hey, same boat. I don't want I don't need your validation because right. it's not going to help my well-being at all. I'd rather skip to the normal guy shit.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think that that like there's a there's a point in every sleepover show. Where the ice is broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, literally, as soon as I start, that's when I get the performance, like, out of the way. Yeah. Because cause the more I, like, put it off, I'm just like, oh, do I want to perform for six people? Right. Like, How
0: weird is that? Does it is it good or is it bad? It's great.
1: Yeah. It, it's really fantastic, you know? And, like, the very first one we did was in Dallas. And we had, I want to say, eight tickets. Eight tickets available. Uh-huh and i'm just like yo are is anyone going to like buy this cuz we had already rented the airbnb uh, yeah we already rented the house
0: and it's like a mini mansion or something yeah like yeah. this
1: one it had a it had a theater like a little home theater room <laughs> It had a pool wow. had a barbecue um there was a space for us to park our bus and yeah. stuff and so like the very first one i'm just like are people actually going to buy this you know what i mean cuz like the tickets were like Two seventy five to four hundred dollars that time for like the, the suite, you know? And not only the price,
0: that's also a very kind of like new idea. I've never heard of that. Like when I yeah, when I, mean I when I saw you tweeting it, I'd never heard of it and I went, This is something new. I, I wonder how that's gonna work out. Yeah. And I'm sure even as a, a fan or follower, ticket buyer, I'd be like, right. This is weird. How
1: is this gonna work? Right. Right. You know It was it's literally just imagine it was almost like a like a camp or like a yeah uh, just like a get like a weekend getaway, and you're just like with a bunch of strangers who all like the same thing. Was it all dudes? No, really? No, it was all couples. Oh, it was couples came. Yeah, was- no. Well, the, the first one was all couples. Yeah, the one in Vegas was all one group of friends. Oh, that's tight. Like they bought it immediately, and I they put, were fucking turned. Probably. Oh man, Vegas was. Vegas was super fun, man. Yeah. Super fun. And then one of uh, well, so keep telling me about the first one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, we get to the house and I'm I'm like, well, before we got to the house, I'm wondering, are people gonna buy this, you know? And then one kid bought it, and he was like, Hey, I'm gonna get my girlfriend a ticket too. I'm like, okay, cool. And then we were like, Wow, this is amazing. This is all. This is if only they buy it. Then fine, you know, we'll kick it all night. It'll it'll be cool. And then the rest of the six tickets went and we're like, okay, well, let's.
0: It's a thing now.
1: Yeah, let's do this. So I was like, went to the grocery store, got a bunch of wings and, you know, and fucking hot dogs and liquor. And so everyone was 21 and up. And yeah, that was, that was really, really, really fun. So the first thing I did was perform and that was much harder for me than a show
0: oh yeah playing um playing in an empty room or, or or you know even playing in a in a living room where there's only a few people is it's very it's much more vulnerable
1: yeah it's like what do you what do you do with your eyes like what do you look at right you know what i mean people always ask uh, about
0: like oh isn't it isn't it weird to be on stage in front of that many people or when i tell people that i get like kind of social anxiety they're like yeah. you're on stage in front of a bunch of people i'm like Isn't it so much easier to be on stage in front of a bunch of people than it is to be in front of zero people?
1: I think that a big group of people is collectively like one stupid person. Exactly. You know what I mean? You've
0: heard that that adage, like uh, a person is smart and people are stupid.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like a big group of people, you could be like, put your hands up and they'll be like, "Uh, uh."
0: right, exactly.
1: You know what I mean? But three people.
0: They're, like, they're all looking around they're at like, each other is, like, should I do that?
1: Is that guy going to put his hands up, too? Because I don't want to be the only person with my hands up, right, you know? So exactly. then there's a lot more there's, – there's, like, questions and stuff. But just, like, a mob mentality mm-hmm. is easy to – Control. Control and direct. Right. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, totally. So uh, as you're doing it, did you do it kind of like a um, – I, is it almost like an MTV Unplugged thing or a VH1 Storytellers sort thing, of. where you're you're playing the song and then telling people like the BT the behind the scenes of like yeah, how yeah. it happened and everything?
1: Yeah. So there's there's that, and the performances are honest. It's not it's not even about the performance, right? You know what I mean? The performance is it's almost about kicking it, dude. Yeah, it's about kicking it. They're like, oh, I want to ask this guy questions, yeah. and I just want to see if he thinks I'm funny, right? You know, and like I had a I had a friend of mine who, I I get, I become friends with a lot of, like, the certain fans, I'm just like, you're fucking cool as shit, hey, man. I just like, had
0: a fucking—on my way over here, I know I shouldn't text and drive, but I just had a half-hour Snapchat conversation with, right. with my homie Ryan Taylor, who I know listens to the podcast, so shout-out Ryan Taylor, nice. who's one of the—who's, like, just a fan that I've been meeting at shows, actually, since, like, the Knocksteady days. Like yeah. He, he used to come to those. But that's what I'm saying. So yeah. there's a
1: bunch of—there's a bunch of really cool people. I mean, I think the people that identify with your expression— or you're naturally going to have things in common with if they can get past the fact that you're a normal person, a normal person and you're standing right in front of them. You know,
0: once you see them at enough shows too, there's like this wall gets broken where it's like, oh, they're no longer yeah. y- you feel guilty as a human calling them a fan.
1: Right. And you're just like, exactly. You're a fucking dude that like exactly pays
0: attention. And I know who you are just like, you
1: know, who exactly. I, am. I find that my my struggle has been keeping fans fans and not letting them get too close right. to where it kind of ruins the whole listener thing. Totally, totally. You know what I mean? Because I think I'm a pretty—once I let people in, I'm a pretty, like, personal, personable dude, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, like, they'll be like, first, oh, my God— I can't believe it's Johnny Polygon. I can't believe you're right in front of me. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're at my house. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're still at my house. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm smoking with you. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe you ate my leftovers, you fucking dick. Oh, my God. You're still at my house. Like, oh, my God. Next you... day, I can't believe you're still here, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> Why
0: are you making out with my mom? <laughs> <Yes>. What?
1: <laughs> I trusted you. You. <laughs>
0: are you my dad now He'd be
1: like i love johnny but i got some <laughs> personal things against him some extremely personal things
0: i I have a thing kind of like that where i meet i'll meet people because they listen to my music well particularly women i'll meet women uh, like sometimes when i meet women that listen to my music I'll, I'll meet them through that but then i assume like once they get to know me they immediately stop giving a flying fuck about my music and I, I think that happens and yeah. i but i but i forget and then and then they'll be like oh like though here it, this is like hasn't happened recently but if i put out something new they're like oh why would you say this was that about da 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 da, da? and i'm just like oh shit i didn't even think that you would listen to anything mm. new that i put out because right. i assume that once you find out about me as a human right. i'm of no interest as an artist anymore <laughs> you know yeah
1: i think i think there's definitely something to be said as far as mystique right and stuff like that but i i, I just think we're not in that age anymore or at least that isn't the I have a mystique for some people and then for other people, I think it's, yeah, but that's, it's just Johnny. Like, yeah, his, we love his music, but it's just Johnny, man. It's
0: funny the different routes that you can go in this day and age as far as mystique goes, because there's, there are some people that choose to put every single aspect everywhere, whether it be Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and or all of those at the same time, right? 24 hours a day. Yeah. And then there are other people who like put out a project once every two years and are n- literally not on Twitter, not on Instagram or whatever. And they have these huge cult followings and everyone wants to know who they are. And they don't even, they don't do interviews or anything.
1: They're the lucky few, I think. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty rare, uh, a pretty rare thing nowadays. For me, I'm more about, uh, my my offline following. Well, I know? almost
0: think l- the sleepover shows sounds like getting par- to partake in a real life Snapchat with you or something. Right. You
1: know what I mean? The sleepover shows, are, it's like a metaphor for my entire career. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't go to Dallas and play a stadium and, or like sell out a show and, and Go pick up, like, a couple grand.
0: But you have 10 people that will give their left testicle to be to just come
1: see you. Exactly. Yeah. And I will go to Dallas for them. Right. And then I will bounce. And none of that has shit to do with the internet. None of that has anything to do with, like, my follower count or anything like that. So it's like, I'm literally thinking, okay, last time we did eight people and, you know, the tickets were, you know, 400 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Now... There's 20 people that are willing to pay, like, five, six hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, oh, shit, that's, that's insane growth. Right. But I'm trying to keep it. And it's like, it's this weird purgatory because I can't do any bigger sleepover shows. Like, I can't do any more right. than eight people because I can't find a house that big. You know what I right, mean? Totally. It's like, it, it doesn't, it kind of loses its...
0: Uh Je ne Say quoi
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next thing I wanna do, like I wanna do one here in LA and then like a but like a show too. Yeah. Like a regular show. Yeah. You know? And then everybody goes to the house
0: afterwards or something. Just the people that pay the big bucks. Yeah. That's tight.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's like the next that's the next step of that. That'd be smart. Yeah, you're very innovative, man. That's oh, a, that's an in,
0: innovative thinking, right there.
1: Hey, I'm just thinking of what works for me. You yeah. know, like some artists from, say, like my hometown or something, they'll just be like, "Yeah, we want to be like we want to be like you, man." And and you know, the sleepover ideas are uh, it's a great show. We want to do a, that.
0: That's a really smart idea. I'm I'm actually surprised that like. I'm surprised that people didn't like that. BuzzFeed didn't pick up on that or something. Like that seems like a viral type of idea. I don't get.
1: Me? I don't get that sort of like. Oh, me neither. Obviously. I don't get any sort of press or yeah, blogs or. I used to when Same. I was focused on that right. and like paying to be there, basically, right. like you know, with the publicist and the labels and you know all that sort of stuff. But I couldn't have done a sleepover show back then. No right. one would have cared. Right? Like.
0: Exactly. I, I I have this kind of. I, I haven't really worked out the the whole algorithm of it in my head or whatever but i have this um kind of theorem about the blog and the press love type of shit mm-hmm. it's like when you're that when you're they want new and they want to break yes. artists so yes. so your first cycle where that you come out with that's like something good right the blogs all want to pick up on it and you're part of their press cycle because you're doing the whole like okay i'm going to release a single per week mm-hmm. for five weeks up until the album comes out and have mm-hmm. a music video at the at the end of that yeah. and that'll be the big kaboom when the album comes out and you know all the blogs pick up on it and you're like fuck i'm on you know Know? But then it's that law of diminishing returns where, like, the next album it's a little harder that you have to, like, Man. send a couple follow up emails, right? And then by the third one, they don't give a shit about you right. anymore because, like, you didn't pop, right? And so, it's that it, there's these very few artists, like, you look at a Chance the Rapper or a Frank Ocean or whoever, like, the blogs picked up on them, and then. Boom, they fucking popped. And, and that's
1: what the blogs want.
0: And now, yeah, exactly. So now they don't ever have to send an email about their songs like people are trying to fucking post about every time they fart or something, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um whereas if if you're an artist that came out around the same time as them and didn't pop, yeah, you're that's it. You got if you didn't get if you didn't get your fan base to care about you mm-hmm. that first cycle, like yeah, it's going to be an uphill battle the rest of the time.
1: Yeah, I, I also think that there comes when you're first starting, right, yeah. or, or you're first starting to put out music, and you're first starting to get blog love. It's it's about it's about you, and I'm like, like, hey, look at look at this person we found, and right. stuff like that. And then as you keep going, I think it becomes more about those blogs, right? You know, and I think the 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 age of the blog is dying. It is, it's I think dying. music journalism is pathetic now. Oh. I actually saw you talking. Uh, that was you yeah. who said that. Yeah, that it's just literally like music journalism now is like, what did Kanye tweet? Oh, it's terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, yo, I'll just go to this. I'll, I'll just go to his timeline, right, and and see that. Like, give me, give me some, show me something interesting about music that I don't already know. Right. But I think there was a there was a good couple couple years there where it was all about the blog. That was it. Like oh, I need to get on pitchfork. Or I, I need be to get on the two dope f- boys. Oh, I need to be on the fader or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, how is that really how people discover new music?
0: Right. And I, that's not how I discovered. It. By the time it hits fader, that's where I'm like, oh, okay, now it's mainstream. Yeah. Or it's like blown up. Right. Because they're not nude. They're like they're they're on a they're on the wave of like we want the people we're posting about to bring us clicks. Exactly. And so if you're a new artist, unless you're a sure thing. Right. You're not bringing them clicks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But I, f- I find a lot of um solace and similarity in our situation that way. Is where Definitely. We had our, like, first moment and then – but I think that you and I both kind of were able to um, – because I, I talk about it the same way when you said I don't have, like, big Twitter numbers and followers. But it's, right. like, the people that follow fucking care. Yeah. And I think that's, like, really important. And, and when – you know – when younger artists used to ask me, like, oh, you know, what should I do about this? And I, I tell them, like, look, I don't have the answer. All I know is, like, you need to you need to not worry about all the other bullshit and just, like, worry about getting your following for yourself. Yeah. Because paying for a post on fucking Whew. Noisy or Pitchfork or Vice or Fader, right. it does not
1: do shit for you. It doesn't do shit. It doesn't do anything for you. Doesn't you it, might, it might help you book one show. That you can't bring enough people to, and they're bum, they book you right, you know what i mean right, it, right. It, i think it I think it helps you jump the gun mm-hmm. like when you're ready to be on those sort of things it'll it'll happen and they'll mm-hmm. they'll they'll be They'll be begging to post your shit and they'll right. be writing articles about your tweets and shit right. like that. When
0: I, I get um, people trying to submit songs for this shit all the time, you know, and yeah, and their their reps will send me like, oh, you know, and so-and-so posted about it and this posted about them. And I'm just kind of like, like yeah, but does anybody give a fuck about them? Right. Like, like when they tweet a random thought, do like 40 people retweet it? Because if not, <laughs> yeah. no one cares.
1: You know what I mean? Like, right. You, and, How relevant do you think uh, – like Twitter and social media is to an artist's th- well being. I think. Oh, oh,
0: I have a bunch of theories about this. You want to talk about this shit? Because mm-hmm. uh, this will turn into an intuition podcast, and then people will go like, you didn't even let Johnny talk." <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so I, I have like some pretty th- some pretty good like uh, theories about this. Like, I think okay. Twitter is is what I would consider the most socially relevant. As in, there's a small. Subsect of society on there, but it's generally like influencers and people who are really seeking to um, cutting edge information. Okay, you get news faster on Twitter than you get it on TV. Yes, you get news about music, sports, whatever, right? Fast as fuck on there, right? Right, and um, and so if you garner a big Twitter following, okay, the cool kids like you, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think that a Twitter following equates to revenue, right? right? I don't think that I don't think you can look at somebody and go. God damn! They have three hundred thousand followers. They must Leslie be caking, right?
1: It's like man. you can say that about Instagram, though.
0: Oh, you can say that about Instagram too. Yeah. And so, I think Instagram is already f- like falling off. Like, I definitely, think Instagram is the next social media that no one's going to give a fuck about. Right?
1: Facebook, Everyone's snapchatting right now.
0: Everyone hates Facebook and thinks it's for old people, and to an extent, they are correct. But I'll tell you what: it's still there. I think people that have big Facebook followings are making more money in general than people with big twitter followings and sometimes you like through
1: like ad sales or no not
0: through ad sales i just think like facebook is since it's a little more basic like if it like moms are on there aunts are on there you know mm-hmm. what i mean like your grandma's on facebook like right. people who are on facebook are normal right it's norm core and normal people want to spend money on shit they like right right twitter people are the motherfuckers that are hitting you for guest list and they want everything for free <laughs> right because they're cool but you
1: facebook know? costs money to Like, especially if you have a, if you have a big Facebook following, then you have to pay to reach those people to an
0: extent but if you find out if if you kind of like play with it sometimes i'll have to post something three or four times before it starts to go right but it's like if you if you're posting any links from outside of facebook yeah they kind of cock block you or they cock block hard yeah but if If there's a
1: link in there it's like 79 people have reached of your ten thousand.
0: but that's the thing is that now facebook you can upload most forms of media onto it uh, not music, but you could do a music video or, yeah. n- and not like you can't, if you post a f- an Instagram link, like, yeah, it's going to go nowhere. But if you post that photo to Facebook, it'll get a ton of traction because yeah. that's what they want is to swallow up all your content. Right. right.
1: So if you post if them, for them to be like the source of it, yeah. For it so, to be so now
0: there. it's irrelevant to post your, your YouTube video on there. But if you upload that YouTube video to directly to Facebook, then it'll go,
1: you know, I've never done that.
0: Before. You should, uh, if, 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 particularly Never if YouTube's not a huge revenue get, maker for you, then like put it on Facebook and watch it go. And wow. tell, just tell people to share it. Right. And, and it'll go, dude. And so, uh, Ooh. Anyway, so I think.
1: Fa- what is like? Do they? Do they like? Uh, is there big copyright stuff with Facebook and stuff? No, like- not
0: really. They they they're like so hungry for video content because they're trying to compete with YouTube right now, and they're like uh, doing revenue sharing on Facebook oh, you now. Okay. But yeah, so I, I really think because I, I see a lot of times where people will have a huge Twitter following, you know, like fifty to one hundred thousand people, and then you, yeah, and then they don't even have a Facebook fan page, right? And I'm like, oh, these are like new people that are just that are just starting to pop off. Cause like you said, when you're or like, well, like we were talking about when you're in that first record cycle, and yeah. the blogs are hungry for you. Yeah. Everything's so exciting. So is Twitter, Twitter's yeah. hungry for you. And so everybody that, that follows fader is going to follow right. that new artist. Right. Right. But those normal people that hear about everything two or three years late, yeah, they're on Facebook waiting to spend that money, but they got to hear about you and they're not going to do it for two or three more years.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. I was, you know, I've, I'm big on what is life, what is your life like Mm, offline? Right. Like, what can you do offline? Totally. Because, like I said, all last year, I was on the road. I went out with, you know, several different people as well as just, like, headline some stuff myself. And I would go out with someone who had, you know, 80,000 Twitter followers Mm -hmm. and... No fans at the show. Mm-hmm. Like, no fans. And I'm not saying that the people... I'm not saying they have fake followers or their bots or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I would, like, look at their tweets and they, they would get interactions and retweets. And, you know, and then people would be like, oh, such and such is the truth and blah, 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 blah. And then we go out on the road. No one comes out. Nobody comes out. It's like, I'm not sure... I think everyone just so desperately wants to be a comedian now. Yeah. You know, like everybody. And I I mean, including myself, I think I'm funny and I like being funny on social media. But, you know, did you see the thing about... um, like, 50 Cent like, making oh, fun yeah. of the dude at the yeah, airport yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, he wasn't trying to make fun of, like, a handicapped dude yeah. or whatever. He was literally just trying to be funny right. for the likes. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? He was doing it for the snap. He yeah, was yeah, doing yeah. it for the gram. Right, totally. And it's just funny that, like, 50 Cent, man, when, 50, like, 50 Cent, yeah. okay, shot nine times. Like, right. the, the last huge gangster rapper to... to to really, you know, right. sell millions and millions of records, is now like selfie video. Listen to my funny opinion. Yeah, doing it for the notification cycle. Yo, putting wigs on and like all this sort of shit. It's just like wow. Right.
0: Yeah. It's it's crazy. And and. I think there are, like, so many mini-metrics within it, within everything that we're talking about, too, yeah. as far as, like, those people that have big followings and then nobody comes to their shows. It's, like, right. if you really dig into it, I'll look at somebody's Twitter that, like...
1: You'll find them. That, You'll figure it out.
0: Right. That like, that, like, people would assume at a glance that, oh, damn, this is popping. And then it's, yeah. like, oh, they have 80,000 followers. But then you realize, oh, they're following 5,000 people. Yeah, yeah. And they um you know th- when they they're retweeting a lot of shit and so that when you retweet a ton of shit like people stop caring about your timeline and then it's like it's like when they actually do post something it's only getting like 5 or 10 retweets and not like yeah. if you have 80,000 followers you should be getting 3 400 retweets on every right. every single tweet right. you know what I mean or else no one cares about you that's kind of the mini metric in my head is like um if you Anytime that you post anything on Instagram, Facebook, fucking Twitter, whatever, ten percent of your following should be interacting with it. And if not, then you're not doing it right. Right. Right.
1: Anyway. That's yeah. That's, that seems like good math. That's
0: a good. That's like a good. If you look at any, if not, then delete it. Right, then delete it. Exactly, that's not a good post. Right, exactly. I'm like, oh, this is shitty. Yeah, (laughs) that's how
1: I'm. I'm the king of tweeted and deleted. Oh man, me too. Yeah, me too. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. Wait till I wait till the world gets a load of this one. Right, nothing. Right, well, it was stupid anyway. Let's let's get rid of it. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, oh, dude! I'm sure that uh, people listening to this that follow my music are going like, "You spend too much time thinking about social media, and not enough about raps." <laughs> to that, I say, "Fuck you! Don't worry about what I
1: do." I mean, social media is it's, it's the new life, you know. I, yeah. I definitely think you know, I've been doing this whole offline approach, yeah, and it's like I'm in my own little like quiet wonderland, yeah, that like you know you were saying like i can't believe buzzfeed didn't right you know right. cover the sleepover shows well right. they weren't one of the eight people there totally you know what i mean and unless it's unless it's something that they know they can get at least a a, a slideshow of 10 clicks from right then they're they're probably not really gonna gonna fuck with it you No, know yeah, totally, totally yeah but one day i'm I'm sure they will, maybe. The whole th- the
0: whole thing about any, like, viral content in general is, like, if you're trying to make it, it's not... It's, it's not going to work. It's already not viral. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It kind of has to happen serendipitously. Yeah. A lot of the
1: time. Like, I'm thinking of that... Who's that girl that's, you know, she's sitting there, like, with her legs crossed? She's a black girl, and it's like... Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's, like, the the, you know... I know what you're talking about like when you when you everybody like, knows. Yeah, when somebody get when you get caught cheating or whatever and this is how she walk or when you walk and how she's looking at you like Exactly, yeah, exactly.
1: Right. So like no way that was like purposely Right, when she viral. posted
0: that she wasn't like, "Oh my god, I'm going to become a meme." <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've just been realizing that memes are people too. Oh yeah, that- I've just been realizing that. Like the guy on the phone who's like yeah. just like sitting there like waiting in line and kind of looking kind of mad. Like that's a real dude, you know what I mean? And like right. like I I've watched this show The Internet Ruined My Life or whatever. Yeah. And I have this whole thing about memes now. Like I used to just like post memes all the time and now I'm like really torn with it i'm just like oh my god this this guy looks ridiculous but he's a real person right? <laughs> right you know right, what right. i mean like i don't want to poke fun at this dude because like what if i like what if i got memed you know what i mean dude you could you can be fucking michael jordan yeah and like most kids in this generation Know his face for being the crying, the, crying, the crying face, right? Like, forget about everything he ever did in the NBA, yeah. forget about uh, like all the forget about him basically putting Nike on as right. a company. Like, right. he's like the person responsible for them being successful. He's just a uh, crying, he's the Wash Jordan face. That's man, it. yeah, man. I wonder if that bothers him. Or it's like, I mean, can he monetize that? Is it Does it, like, no. make him relevant? That seems like something, like, a Kardashian would go for. Right. But when you're Michael Jackson or Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan. Yeah. it's like, oh, I think Michael Jackson might have been, like, the original meme.
0: It's like, I mean, imagine if Michael Jordan could monetize that, how many pairs of mom jeans he could buy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that motherfucker got the boot Ooh, cut, boot cut jean game on oh lock. Wow, I got these on discount.
0: Damn, he he wants the cuffs of his jeans to never touch his Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> <He's like> these <laughs> these Jordans are gonna remain flawless. If he could wear Jenkos, he would.
1: I feel like he buys those jeans like like 500 pairs at a time that shit is so crazy
0: oh yeah easy dying. Yeah. like he's still wearing the same pair that he bought in bulk from fucking 1998
1: right 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 he's exactly. like oh, i got
0: this shipment in 1998 i'm still wearing these <laughs> shits
1: i don't care if they're out of style no they still work they yeah. still
0: work yeah. i'm michael jordan yeah michael jordan mom jeans on lock
1: or like you know seeing say like birdman or something right
0: put some respect on it became such a huge meme and like he had no overnight. clue
1: overnight it became so huge he had no clue but he's he's like an old school dude right like he's i just feel like he's someone who came from the era of music where you could bully people behind the scenes
0: i mean dude he fucking paid his he paid everybody
1: in chains he didn't
0: give anybody any royalties or any money. he paid he's like here's your chain yeah here's your your chain welcome to cash money here's your chain you're rich now
1: right and never gave him any money right and if those guys could could tweet their chain back in the day, right. someone would tweet them, that's all you got? Right, exactly. And they'd be like, oh, wait. I should have more yeah, than I just have, this fucking chain. Right.
0: I have a hit record. Why do I only have a chain?
1: Right. Did you hear the Birdman Respect On It song? Uh, No. Yeah. He, I, he put I, out I, a song.
0: Sometimes I see these links, and I feel like I already know what they are, and so I just don't click. I'm like, ah, yeah. I get it. They, yeah. they, they auto-tuned it and made a song out of it. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really need to hear it. Was it the, oh wait, was it the Hamiltones singing it? Is that what it was? No, no. It's like
1: he put out a song called Respect. Oh, I didn't hear that. It's like his song and he's rapping on it. And actually the the, the beat's pretty cool, but you can just tell that he still just like doesn't get it. You know what I mean? Like don't make a song about, you're the punchline of of the joke. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I know that you were really mad about being memed. And then someone was like, no, you should, no, you know, you should do what is. You should, you should yeah. capitalize on this right, and, and make right. a song, check out this beat. Right. And he's like, okay, well, this is a new day and age, so that's what I'm going to try and do. But it's like, mm, that's not going to stop the meme, dog. It's no. like, you can't. You can't out, you can't outrun that meme. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like the most important probably person in the hip hop culture right now is probably Charlamagne. Really? Definitely. Why? I just think he's – I just think he's the voice of – Dissent? Not even – I don't really think he's that – like, I don't think he's a hater. Yeah. I just think he is the voice of of social media. You know what I mean? It's like there's a reason why – there's a reason why certain people won't do an interview with him because he's not – he's not there – to... Uh, I don't know. He's, he's he's definitely not there to pat your back. No, he's not excited to see anybody. Right, right. He's, you know, not, know what I mean? He's not shook by anyone. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Like, I don't... Uh, like, you know, I, it's crazy you got me on here talking about artists because I try to never talk about artists on public record. Yeah. But, uh, like, I just saw this... I just saw this Drake interview. Yeah. It was like an hour long. Oh, the Zane Lowe one? The Zane Lowe one. Yeah. Right? I didn't
0: watch it but I I read the I read some links so that I mean, some it's ho- some it's highlights.
1: a it's a puff piece. Yeah, totally. It's it's a complete like it's just it's just a fluff 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 right. you know what I mean right. and I well think- that
0: was part of his planned media release it's like okay here's the here's the uh, here here's the media cycle we're gonna do this right. this this and then it's the big shebang will be put it out on Beats One right and and you know Zayn will do the interview
1: yeah see fuck that because. If he would have done like a Charlemagne interview, mm. Charlemagne would be like, "So what's up with your Ghostwriters? You ghost, you got Ghostwriters, right? You know what I mean? Where's
0: Quentin at on this album?
1: Exactly. Like, like what's what's the real what's the real deal? Right. And which is another subject that I'm. Have you heard the new record? No, dude, I don't hear shit. Oh. I'm just like, I just make shit. I'm busy making it. Yeah. So it's like I don't really. I don't even—I rem- don't mean that in, like, a pretentious way because I'm a Drake fan. I love Drake. Yeah. I think he's a- a- amazing. Yeah. Um, but I haven't—I you know, barely heard Kanye's new record. Um, I haven't heard Beyonce's shit, and I haven't heard Drake's shit yet. But I'm sure when I do, I'm going to love it because I've loved everything else all those artists have yeah. put out, you know.
0: I wish that—I I have, like— you know what? I don't have IRL FOMO anymore. I have URL FOMO. Like I like I more fear missing out on understanding what's going on in my Twitter timeline than I do of missing out on a party. Yeah. And that's so stupid. That's funny. That's so fucking dumb of me and admitting that out loud feels, <laughs> you know, feels ridiculous, but yeah. a little bit of a weight off my shoulders perhaps. But I wish I could get an I, when I'm at my most creative, I'm the same way. I'm not lis- I'm not like paying attention to shit. Yeah, and I'm not listening to records. I'm only listening to beats. Right, and and, and writing and stuff. But right now, I'm like fully everything that comes out. I'm just like
1: you're just suck- you're just soaking it in. You're I'm just- yeah, I'm soaking it in, and then
0: I'm fucking tweeting about it and memeing about it and whatever. Fucking, yeah, you know, it, it's so dumb. It's so counterproductive. But
1: I don't know if it's dumb. It's just it's, it's just one of those things yeah. to where it's. You know, people aren't people aren't looking for information. They want affirmation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like an easy way to do that is throw it on your social media and tweet it to the choir. You know what I mean? Like let people who you know are going to agree with your specific right. point of view tell you that you're right. I know. Like absolutely. But
0: I hate the fact that I'm a part of that.
1: Uh, that it, everyone is I know I am too it disgusts me about, everyone, about myself everyone right. is a part of that, you know who's probably the only person I know who's not a part of that is probably like the Weeknd. right <laughs> I don't know if he tweets at all,
0: huh, the weekend seems like the only artist to escape, to have escaped the wrath of Drake and come out on top,
1: yeah, he bounced like he bounced pretty quick,
0: but you remember, take care was pretty much a weekend record. that's what I heard I mean, take care has i mean there's he, all those melodies you can hear abel in them whether or not he's right. singing them and then he's got two featured tracks on there right and i mean how he, do you
1: feel about ghostwriting and stuff what's the big, i don't care about the i don't
0: understand what the thing i don't is. care about it here's the man people always uh make such a stink about it and like yeah i'm an artist that's written all of my own songs that doesn't but that doesn't mean that i'm any better than anybody else that just means i'm never going to have a hit record You know what I mean? Because I'm not doing it by committee because to make hit records, you have to have a committee of people going like, you know what? This is tight. Oh, but this will be tighter. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Actually, that that offends me. So let's take that out and do this. And it's like, okay, that's all it is making a record by committee. But – What's the difference between uh, you know Drake or Beyonce or Kanye having people helping them in the writing process than
1: A Otis
0: Redding or Sam Cooke or whomever back in that back in those days singing other written songs? You know what I mean? I'll tell you
1: is um, one when you're talking about when you're talking about singing, mm-hmm. people are used to. There being co writers and producers and reference tracks and it going through like several different artists and like Jackson Five, you know, they wrote like what one song the right. entire time they were together. Right. So like people people are used to that. But when you're talking about rap,
0: yeah,
1: rap is all about oh, he's so cold. You hear what he's you hear what he said, how he come up with that and blah blah blah, blah and like all and, this shit. I get that. And I just think it's Sometimes
0: a rapper becomes so much bigger than a rapper, though. Like, Drake is a pop star. Exactly. You know what I mean? Drake is no different than what Madonna was. Right. You know what I mean? Drake, to me, is like—I mean, I'm not—and this is not—I'm not trying to throw shade or, like, or belittle uh, his his abilities as a rapper. But, I mean, like, he's as iconic to the society as fucking Lady Gaga is or something. You know what I mean?
1: It's so funny. You still have, like— you still have artist guilt about criticizing other artists. Right. You know? No, totally. I, I,
0: I, I'll I, never consider myself a journalist. Yeah, of That's not I, what I am. I, I'm an that. artist first and foremost, but I'm a fan too.
1: There's like a thing that's like, uh, it's like a La Costa Nostra. It's like this thing of ours, we're not supposed to...
0: Well, because you look like a hater. You look like an asshole. And I'm not yeah. – je- here's the thing is that I'm not being a hater. I'm not jealous. I'm not like uh, yeah. distraught with where my life is whatsoever. And that's the thing that people always throw at you when you are. Right. So you're only saying that because you're mad. No, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm a fan. Right. And what I'm saying is I don't give a shit about ghostwriters. I, I just don't care because – you know when you hear the Quentin Miller demos, and then you hear what the song turned into when Drake did it. It's you way can better. S- you can see why he was like, "Yo, this is a hit. You should have it." Yes, because he took that piece of art and turned it into something much bigger than it would have been by itself. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. A- and and there's a reason. Like when you have a team of people, there's a reason. There's a team captain mm-hmm. because that dude that steers the ship is the one that the most people are going to gravitate. Towards. Yeah, they're going to listen
1: to. They're going to listen. Follow. It.
0: Because what's the point of writing a great song if no one ever hears it? It's like I'd rather – if I wrote a great song and somebody else wanted it, like fucking – yeah, if you're it, – take it. Right. Make it a big – make it a hit because it ain't going to be a hit if I do it.
1: Man, I've so, been in that position a lot. I can never – I can't. I try. I try. I'm in the songwriting position all the time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a, <clears throat> a bigger artist will hear something that I've done mm-hmm. and they'll be like – I want my album to sound like... no, they're, they're like Not even, I want my album to sound like that. They're like, I want that song yeah. for my album. Right. Like, everything that you say in it, I want to take it, and then I want to say it instead. Right. And that's, uh, you know, I'll put that on my record. And it's like, almost not even out of any sort of artistic integrity or anything, I just can never, like, let the shit...
0: Well, it's like a sense of ownership. Like that feels like a, if it's your baby.
1: Yeah, I am just like, oh, you like it? Yeah, that's because it's probably pretty tight. Right, right. You know what I mean? So maybe this one is good. Right. I think I'll keep it for myself. Right, right. You know, thanks. I haven't, I haven't stepped away from the artist thing like ever. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, well and so that's the thing is that I, I haven't had that problem because my. The verses that I write in particular, like I could write a hook for whoever, like yeah. a rap hook, like whatever that shit is, you know, melody, blah, blah, blah. I'll punch something out in five minutes and you can yeah. have it, whatever. But my verses in particular are so hyper specific to me as a person that yeah. anyone else rapping them, yeah. it, they'd be like, oh. That guy, he wrote that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just wouldn't fit anybody else. And so You're, I, like,
1: I, rapping about how you have, like, a three-letter name. Right. And... Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: <laughs> I woke up this morning and had an onion bagel.
1: Like, <laughs> you know. So it's
0: like, uh, I've never had that problem where somebody's like, oh, yo, write me raps. I mean, I've written raps for people and I've written songs for people. But it's like, I, a lot of times I feel like it gets a little watered down or something yeah. because –
1: yeah, let's talk about let's talk about uh, let's talk about white rap real quick.
0: Okay, yeah, let's talk about white rap. We were having this conversation as I, I've become very uncomfortable in my skin as a it, white it's rapper. It's a
1: funny segue because one of the there's an artist that is in the white rap world. Yeah, that was like <clears throat> wanting to use a bunch of my records for his record, and it's like there, there's like the white rap genre. Yeah, is just so. Like I know kids who only listen to white rap.
0: And they I've had the, I had this conversation on the podcast a little bit with bus driver where it's like I get a lot of kids and um who talk about you're real hip hop dog. Yo yeah. dog, you're real hip hop. Like yeah. no, nah, all that other shit. Yeah. You're the real hip hop. And I'm like no. Yeah. No, that's not how it works like and, and it's really like just kids that oh, yeah, they only listen to white rappers.
1: That's it. Yeah. That's it. Like I know kids who only if if you were to say KRS One or Mob Deep or just just like any sort of like uh, well I think
0: those kids that only listen to white rap now now they go back and listen to those artists from twenty years ago thirty years ago yeah and that makes them feel they go oh this is real hip hop and it's like no that's just you defining what you think is real hip hop but right. if you if you give them like a great rapper from today that's pushing the art form, they'll be like, this is garbage.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
0: um, I can't, I mean, yeah. Like people that say that Drake is
1: garbage. It's like, I don't understand that at all. It's crazy. Uh, people, uh, people are going to say anything successful is garbage. Right. You know what I mean? I I
0: always feel like, um, I get kids that only listen to white rap that they want to use little Wayne as a scapegoat. Oh yeah. They go like, Oh yeah. You're not like all, I like, they go, How is this shit? No one hears it. And all the bullshit like Lil Wayne is on the radio. That's like the direct quote.
1: Oh, I get that all the time too.
0: And and what the funny thing about that to me is that- Has nothing to do with you. It doesn't have anything to do with me. But beyond that, it's such a played out thing. Like Lil Wayne realistically hasn't been popping for almost seven Uh, years. Yeah. So that means that like not only are you obviously new to rap, but you're so like- Out of touch. You're so out of touch with it that you don't even have (laughs) any idea like that like- you know
1: and this whole time mc hammer is the number one
0: guy right like you know like thugger and race wredd and all these guys have like overtaken the radio yeah f- from Wayne like years ago you yeah. know what i mean
1: which and, i don't i don't i don't get the new i can't do like the autotune Oh, uh, see, I love Future. I'm like a I'm I am like a Future Hive. I don't, hive. Like, I don't I'm, a sta- I'm a
0: straight Future fi- Stan.
1: Like, really? Oh, I love him. Explain it to me. It's like I'll, I'll
0: send you a mixtape that I put to, uh, uh, that I just put out. Uh, okay, not put out, but I, like, I tweeted it because it's yeah. just like a my favorite. I literally song.
1: like the sound of autotune Yeah, just kind of makes my flesh crawl.
0: I kind of I don't I see it as a tool. Like to me, that dude is uh, he's a crooner more than a rapper, right? Like, right. like here's the thing. And maybe I'll get hate for Somewhere, this, but Frank Sinatra wasn't a great singer. No, he he's wasn't. He's just a crooner. He's, you know, uh, New York. Like anyone can sing like that if you try. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, I think it food, was more
1: about Future's a fucking rock star for sure. Future
0: has crazy melodies too. He has crazy melodies. He's like an amazing songwriter, um, and, and uses and uses the autotune as a tool because I think he knows like he's not, he can't technically sing. He does have a great voice and he uses it for effect. And it just helps his process. And to me, I I just, I don't know.
1: Uh, I try, I try to, I try to get it. It's like,
0: yeah, it's not my place to really like, uh, um, at make it academic or something
1: like, yeah, or like yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: It's not my place to analyze it. Validate it formally. Yeah, exactly. I know I know it's like not my fucking culture to analyze and I sound like a, a dumbass white person like trying to <laughs> trying so to funny. trying to like rationalize it. it. It just speaks to me. That's the only thing that but it, it just, just speaks to me.
1: I just want you to know yeah. just because you rap and you're white, yeah. like that doesn't mean that you have something to apologize for. I appreciate you saying that. I also because I don't I don't put you I don't put you in that the white rapper category the, the white rapper world you know what i mean i try like to when i'm thinking pand- of white rappers. i try to never
0: pander to white fans yeah and i feel like so many white rappers try to pander to white fans right you know what i mean not the and not the og generation of white rappers you know your fucking atmosphere i don't and- think your atmospheres your lps your aesop rocks i don't think those dudes do that i think the kids that were inspired by them tend to do that yeah you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. They they write. They're like, hell yeah, we have a voice, and they write
0: this like high school martyr poetry and and to, uh, over a beat, and yeah. and that's what it is, you know. Right. And I, I'm not saying I didn't go through that phase. I certainly did, but I I think eventually I was you one find of the
1: uh, one of the one of the labels I was on. I've had two deals, yeah, in in my career, and the second deal was based out of Malibu. California. Right. It's like two thousand I remember you telling me about that. Like two thousand twelve ish or whatever. Yeah. So I was around <clears throat> I was around a lot of the white rappers that are like starting to like really pop off now. And uh you know, it is I don't know, as a as a black as a as a black artist or as a black rapper, it was it's kinda I don't know how to explain it. It's like I could say something that won't make. I could say the same exact thing as say like oh uh like a white rapper and like the white rap genre mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and it won't make like the impact that. If someone that looks like mm-hmm. all these other millions of people said the same exact thing, then all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, it's right. it's so ill! Like holy shit, how did he come up with that shit? You know what I right, mean? It's right. like even even like you know, take like the OG uh, official white rapper, say like Eminem, right? Right? So like his lyrics weren't really any more, like, shocking than, like, Biggie lyrics. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? But because he was, like, white and M M&M- And he
0: wasn't really rapping any different than, like, The Outsiders or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. It's, like, it's, it's literally... It's so
0: funny that you say that. I-, I was just thinking about that today in the shower. I do a lot of my thinking in the shower. Yeah. Uh, my water bill is outrageous. <laughs> uh, dad joke. But um I was just thinking about that because I was thinking... I don't know. I, I like I I ponder the white rapper thing a lot. I guess, but yeah. I, I was just kind of like you feel hmm. guilty. You have a lot. Of I guilt do have a, so much white guilt now. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was just I I was like contextually wondering if like were we all tricked by him? Like was he really that much better than everyone out at that time? Because I remember when he dropped, it was like oh my god, this is a rap revolution. Yeah. And now I look back and I go, was it because like it turned out he didn't really pay off? Like. After his first couple albums, he's, he's that, never done anything for me since then. You know what I mean?
1: I think that uh, I think that Emin- the, the reason why Eminem was so successful is like one, he was he, I think he was really talented, and I think he was a white rapper before there was the genre. Right. Before there was a bunch of other people, right? He was co-signed by like Dre. Fucking Dre. Everybody. Like NWA. Dre's like, yo, this guy is the next dude. And he was the first dude that I was hearing that was doing like multi syllabic rhymes on a mainstream level on a mainstream level and so here's the thing is that but who was doing that before him who was doing like well i mean i got brain damage there's mayonnaise on this i need a plain sandwich right 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 is that a real lyric i don't know
0: i don't know but yeah you're right he he was definitely doing like some syllabic stuff that a lot of people weren't most people were doing like maybe two two syllable rhymes um what i will say uh, uh, contextually that's like my favorite word if we think back about that time, the stuff that we didn't hear about mm-hmm. is that there were the same way that you have your Macklemore's and your GEZs blown up. And you and I have both known about those guys for probably 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've been hearing those names in underground circles forever.
1: Absolutely. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. There's pictures. Like I said, I've said it a hundred times. There's pictures of NoCan battling fucking Macklemore 10 years ago in Seattle. You know Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is a guy who's been around. I spent
1: 4th of July with Riff Raff in, like, 2011.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, Riff Raff was just a dude you used to see around L.A. I was Uh, like, what? what, Yeah. this guy. Yeah, exactly. And so at that time, the stuff that we don't hear about because we were, like, in high school is that the Midwest did have a white rap scene going on because Scribble Jam was going on. Eminem was battling, uh, you know— and Slug was battling right. and, and uh, Dose One was battling. But and social Dose media now wasn't, wasn't around.
1: Motherfucker. And Yo, so what, I, what I'm themselves. saying
0: is that there are a bunch of white rappers that tell the same way that I tell stories about, like, oh, I knew who Macklemore was because we were in the same kind of scene yeah. before he blew up. Right. It is like those are the same, the, those dudes that were around Eminem have those same stories. Like, Oh yeah, I was a fucking rapper in the Midwest right before he blew up. He's just the one that got chose.
1: Yeah. And so it's
0: kind of, it's almost like this matrix thing of like, every time Zion falls, it just falls, uh, you know, long enough to where everybody else forgets about it. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And history keeps repeating itself. Here's the thing though. I feel like if Twitter was around when Eminem first came out, yeah, he would have most likely eggied himself. Oh, for sure. Like, with just... Because, I mean, back then, you would hear criticism, and the way you would answer your critics is with your material. Well, I think And
0: if if Twitter was around back then with the outfits that he was using, (laughs) I I mean, like, let's think about it, dude. He was constantly in, like, uh, velour suits. He was wearing do-rags. Right. Like, dude, Twitter would have gone apeshit on him
1: for cultural appropriation. Right, right, right. Because...
0: But see, he would have fell into that
1: trap and he would have responded. He would have snapped back. I'm from the streets. I'm this, that. Exactly. And then it would have been like, yo, fuck this guy. Right. Like, what the
0: hell? And so that's the thing is like when you get a kid like Post Malone, who's getting called out for cultural appropriation all the time, like what he's doing contextually is not that different uh, visually from what Eminem was doing back then. It's just like Eminem was doing was was wearing stuff that um that traditionally was looked at as, like, black outfits, you right. know what I mean? And, do right. like, do-rags and, and head, with a headband over it and right. baggy velour suits, et cetera, et cetera. That was what popular rappers were wearing yeah. at that time. Post Malone is doing the same thing. He's got braids that rappers have. He's got gold teeth because rappers have it. He's wearing yeah. the same outfits that rappers have, but he's getting called out all the time. And it's just because more people have their eyes on those things and more people are aware just and sensitive out, to cultural appropriation. You know what I mean?
1: He should just ride it out, though. Like, because... I mean, even, just even say, like, speaking of, like, Iggy Azalea, Mm -hmm. like, you know, she wasn't, like, the first white girl rapper, Mm -mm. you know, I'm thinking about, say, like, say Fergie, Mm -mm. right? When Fergie first was, like, dropping, like, London Bridges and my humps and, like, all this sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. she was getting just as much heat Mm -hmm. as Iggy was, but... She didn't have an outlet to, like, add fuel to the fire. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like stepping she in just had her own to, piles of
0: dog shit. Right.
1: Like, she just had to take it right. and then get up on stage and kill it. Right. And then drop another dope song. Right. And then eventually she, like, transitions into, like, now Fergie can, you know, she's fucking Fergie. But even still, like, with Fergie... I felt
0: like uh, she was brought into the Black Eyed Peas to be their, like, pop angle. You know right. what I mean? Black Eyed Peas were an underground rap group for the longest. For the longest. And, and, then, and then they brought in Fergie and kind of changed their look a, a little bit and and got real poppy. They did that song with Justin Timberlake. Right. And then it was on. Right. And so I never felt like, even though, yes, technically Fergie was making rap songs, it was like she was making pop songs that happened to have rap in them. And that's yeah, the same yeah, thing sure. Iggy's doing, but she... And you
1: really got the feeling that Will was writing all that r- stuff anyway, r- so... Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And so... And f- I don't know. Yeah, I, I think maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why there's like this fine line difference. I'm obsessed difference. with Iggy Azalea, by the Are way. Are you just like, like the cultural phenomenon of it?
1: Just the, just like the train wreck of it. Like I just like every like every week or two. How do you feel for Nick Young? Man, I don't really watch sports or yeah. anything like that. No, so neither do like,
0: I. But I just like it must be so crazy to like be I dating worse, her and watching her do this stuff.
1: I feel worse for for Ti, you know, right? Because I feel like. I feel like as as the person who signed her, yeah. he's, like, naturally going to, like, want to get her back and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And then it's, like, he—I ah, don't know. It's, like, he lost a lot of his— Credibility? Credibility. Right. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? It's, like, I literally saw— and now we're talking about, when I say, like, old stuff, like, yeah. right, like right, what, right. maybe, like, nine months ago, <laughs> right. a year ago, tops. Right. But uh, I saw a thing where she was, like, about to rap or something, and he was, like, in the room, and he was, like, trying to, like, change the subject and, like, all this sort of stuff. And he was kind of like, over here, you know, trying to, like, distract yeah. the distract the whole thing. And that's what I think people have, like— people have a problem with when they're talking about like culture vultures and stuff like that. Like he's like if you can put on the you think you can put on the accent and you can put on the put on the outfit.
0: That's another thing that I didn't even think of a second ago is that like I, one of the huge differences between Fergie and Iggy Azalea the is, black that, yeah. is the black saying Yeah. And I feel Ooh. like I feel like Fergie, yeah, sure, she put a little twang on it, but at least she had an American accent, right? Right. You know right. what I mean? Like she wasn't flipping her voice into being like, "Oh, girl, let me tell you something," while yeah, she's yeah, rapping yeah, yeah. and just like total
1: yeah. fucking mockery.
0: You right. know what I mean? Whereas but, I- Iggy Azalea is fully doing that.
1: But Adele doesn't have an English accent when she sings, like.
0: Well, yeah, and the Beatles, uh, you know, it's yeah, like, like
1: no, no, no one with an accent has an accent when they're when they sing when they're singing R and B. Yeah, or true. they're rapping or something like that because you sing, and you sing in the accent you're used to listening to that type of music right. in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, even when I when when I'm rapping, it's like I'll speak in a tone that I don't I don't talk in. Yeah, you know, right. I don't I don't actually speak. That right. Way, and I know?
0: definitely I notice myself kind of like letting my tongue a little looser as I right. as I'm rapping, more so just to make it sound smoother because right, right, right. Cause it sounds better to turn a T into a D than it does to like you
1: Also know, for rhyme sake a lot. Right, for
0: rhymes like better. diagonal rhymes or slanted rhymes or whatever they're called. <laughs> um anyway, that's tech talk. Yeah. Here's the thing, Johnny, is that I've been having a fucking Identity crisis about music, just because. Yeah, well, because I've been thinking about this, and that that word "contextual" uh, keeps popping into my head. Because when I look at the context of everything, it's like all of the people, all of the idols that I was told were great musicians as I was growing up. The more I learn about them, the more I learn that they they were, they were just Mclemores, they were MMs. Right. they were fuck. You know what I mean? Right. The Rolling Stones were macklemore the rolling stones were were eminem the rolling stones were me they were somebody stealing a black art form Mm -hmm. they were trying to sound like muddy waters at the time or howlin wolf or whoever you know what i mean yeah the you know and elv you know elvis everybody but it's like but it's like once that white band gets a hold of that sound that's who gets the credit
1: that's what's that's what's that's the only thing that bothers me about like the white well, rapture It bothers the, the fuck, bothers the fuck yeah.
0: out of me too. And that's why I'm having like so much trouble with it.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um But you'd be more
0: like And it's not because I ever fucking blew up or made any money off of it, it's just because I'm like, fuck, I, I wasn't like self aware enough to to like realize this shit yeah. earlier. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't but know.
1: But you're also like in your thirties now.
0: Yeah. And I'm, you're like, I'm Oh, wait up. a minute. Yeah, I'm growing up.
1: Everyone in their thirties, they look back and they're like, wait! I was an asshole. I've been an asshole.
0: Oh, I'm still an asshole. <laughs>
1: like, I've been an asshole my entire life. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, um, yeah. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that it just it just really it just bugs me, and and to know that like I that's me, like I'm a white man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like,
1: I mean, there's times I I feel like just me personally. I'll, I'll see, like, rap has gone. Rap has gone like a, a lot more emotional lately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's it's not it's not a rare thing to be a rapper who also like sings, right? You know what I mean? Right? Like I've been doing that since I was sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Not like it was like a thing, right? You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, well, this song calls for a melody, and this totally. song calls for like a a a you know a rap, and then you know. Then Drake comes out, and then it's like, oh wow! Everybody, everyone is like a rapper singer now. But that's not really the way it, it – because I, I mean, there's been it Andre three thousand. There's like Lauren Hill, and like it used to be corny to sing and rap. Absolutely, it was corny. Absolutely, and
0: now it's become it. It's, it has to be part of your arsenal,
1: right? It, it wouldn't be anything to see to see like some some tatted up dude come in with with chains and all that shit, get on the mic and be like. Oh, I miss you. I miss right. you. Right, right, <laughs> you right, and It's just like whoa, and people will be like, "Yo, that shit was hard." Right. I don't, I don't see know. anything wrong with that. I don't. I don't see anything wrong with it either. I'm just like, uh, I, I, it, it's a, it's, I, you know, I was on on my on my Lyft drive here. Yeah. Our driver was. Bobby DeBarge Jr. So he was the son of Chico DeBarge. No, uh, Bobby DeBarge. Oh, who who was? Oh, in yeah, Doug. Who, who, yeah. Who was in Switch? Okay, but um, that's the Lyft driver. He was a Lyft driver, what? right? So why, he's telling me like, you
0: snitching me. on him, right? Now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, it's just like it's just all a matter of like perspective yeah. and stuff. It's like you know we're talking about how now, like you could be how soon into the
0: conversation did that come up that i'm bobby debarge jr
1: not until like a couple blocks away from the studio okay like because i don't like talking to Lyft lift drivers about uh my life right you know one because i i kind of live in a i kind of live in a crazy neighborhood in yeah. la yeah and they always so like the first question is like how do you live here right you know what i mean what do you what do you do for a living right and then i say well i'm a I'm a musician. Oh, are you on the radio? Yo, and then it's like, then it's this whole conversation that I've had over and over and over and over and over again. Right. I'm just like, you probably never heard of me, but I'm doing okay and like right. all that shit. Right. And so I just sort of, I just sort of like lied to him. You know what I mean? He's like, are you from LA? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what do you do? And I was just like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's moved on. Then we picked up another guy and i'm telling a story he's like the guy's from boston and i'm like yeah you know I was, I was driving my tour bus in boston and there's a lot of low bridges that you can't drive on and blah blah blah, blah. so then once that guy gets out the driver is like oh so you're you in a tour bus like what are you doing that by that time i had already like spilled the beans yeah and i was like oh you know i'm a musician and you know i, I sing and rap and he's like oh yeah me too i'm, a, I'm like a i'm a singer songwriter and you know it's 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 going okay for me, but it's not anything compared to like my family. Yeah, and I was, then we started talking, and then he felt comfortable enough, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm actually DeBarge." He's like, "Have you heard of the DeBarges?" The, the
0: yeah,
1: and I was like, "I was like, yeah," and, which is very strange because my uncle used to manage Switch like back in the day. Oh no way! So then we started talking about like, "Oh, it's a small world," and I'm like, "You know my uncle," and he's like, ah, "I know that name," and yeah. all that sort of shit, but. We started talking. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's crazy. In this day and age, like you could be a a Jewish albino rapper who only raps about melting Legos. Right. And you can find... There's a market for that. You can find your audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can find the people who super fuck with that. And then you can find the people who never heard of that. And they're just fascinated. And they're just like, this person's amazing. And then you can make your... You know, you can make your living off of that, but back in the day, you had to be, you had to be like juggernauts, like the, the barges and stuff, to to make a living, right? Off of music, like you were saying, Birdman paid his rappers in chains, right? Totally. I would love someone to try to give me a chain right now.
0: I, I, that's a, it's weird that we're talking about chains because I was just thinking, like when like Drake has this new line where he says. Uh, got so many chains they call me chaining tatum it's like the worst rap line <laughs> of the year but i it, when i was listening to that today i was like it's so funny that like 10 years ago like your chain was what was like the oh. biggest piece of oh like God. cultural relevancy oh man it went from like your chain w- was the most important thing to then it was your grill was the most important right. thing and now it's like people are trying to strip it down a little bit and i feel like chains are are, are like it's so two thousands.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. I still remember when Kanye got his first Rockefeller chain, right? Or the Jesus piece. Oh man, he used to always talk about the Jesus piece. Oh man,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: white rap fans, which I have a lot of white rap fans.
0: Do they do they want to talk to you a lot about like real hip hop? Because those are some of the worst people at the show. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know, I got I got more of that when I was uh, when I was signed to Green, yeah, and I was rapping a lot more yeah. back then. Um. Now it's like you
0: you're know, kind of alt now. Like you have, I feel like you probably yeah. have alt fans. Like you, I feel like you're more not to say that you're. Oh, you're not hip hop, bro. But like, yeah. you, your music w- appeals to like an indie audience. Yeah. So
1: my my fans are more like um. It's not about like real hip hop. It's like real music.
0: You're, yeah. Your fans are probably pretty like artsy. Like a lot of graphic designers. Probably yeah,
1: graphic designers. <laughs> um, I get. It it's funny, I have I have two different like sets of fans. Yeah. So I have the fans from when I was signed with Green Lantern and when I was like doing stuff with like Cuddy and stuff. Right. And then I have the fans that are of like my new era yeah. that are just all like uh you know, that know about like the sleepover shows and stuff like that. And I can always tell that like the difference between those two because like the, the the old fans, they'll want to come up and they'll want to talk about like some real hip hop right. shit, which like, yeah, I, I like I know about I grew up on yeah. hip hop and I'm like a student of hip hop. Right. You know, um, but it's not something that I personally like I don't want to go to a show and listen to a guy rap a verse for 30 minutes long. Right. You know what I mean? Right, and same. I'm not like listening to his bars and being yeah. like, oh, that's that was a crazy metaphor, or, you know, whatever. Like, I want to see. Energy. Energy. I want to see a show. I want to see, and I want to hear, I want to hear music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I have like the young real hip hop fan. I have the, I have the, the pothead druggy <laughs> fan and I have like hipster girl fans and then i have like people who like listen to like npr
0: and if you're uh listening to the podcast on youtube at this point leave a youtube comment uh telling which us one you which are. johnny polygon <laughs> fan you are are you a graphic designer a pothead <laughs> yeah. an npr listener uh what were the other ones a stoner chick
1: yeah stoner chick or or have we spent the night in the same house together? or have you spent the
0: night in the same house leave a comment let us know yes um speaking on a uh, real quick going back to what we we're talking about uh, as far as singing having to be part of your arsenal yeah um and how it's not strange for like a tough uh tattooed uh dude to, mm-hmm. to go in the booth and sing nowadays um i don't know where i'm gonna go with this other than i, I find it interesting that like i like to work in singing to my songs now too and yeah. i know that i'm not a good singer but we do enough like tweaking and layers to make it sound like i can sing a little bit yeah um but it's funny growing up in the age that we did where we're kind of like the oldest people that grew up with the internet pretty much our whole life. Yeah. So it's when I write a hook, it's as equally influenced by like, you know, boys to men or fucking TLC or H town as it is by like blink One Eighty Two or face to face or something. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, it's like this amalgamation of all the shit that I've listened to through my life. That's how I choose my melodies. Right. Whereas like, I think you get to do like, you know, like Future or like uh Rich Homie Quan or something and there's like this certain undeniable like southern flavor to their melodies where it's like mm-hmm. you can hear the fact that they grew up probably growing going to a church or something and yeah. and hearing the soul singing like right. that that's so deeply ingrained in, in 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 the way they write their melodies.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: that was it. That's all I had about that idea. No, no yeah. I think it's
1: I think it's a very interesting yeah. interesting perspective like thanks buddy (laughs) yeah i mean fuck yeah
0: it's always nice to do these because uh like i said i am a flake in real life but yeah we get to catch up yeah we get to catch up and it's nice to just have i love when i get to um do a a repeat with someone that i actually whose company i enjoy because the conversation gets to be a real conversation and i don't have to learn about you i just get to let we get to talk about ideas instead of things yeah um anyway okay so before we went off so tangentially into like everything it's else we you we were do. talking about your box set yes so you're putting out a box set of every record since you were 16 that's 10 albums
1: yes so that's that's it's 10 albums um can you
0: listen to your albums from when you were 16 without cringing
1: Whew! i can listen to parts yeah you know what i mean like there's there's definite there's definite stages there's like three albums and then it's like a new sound it's like every album is a transition into who I am today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then there's some things that are just really painful for me to listen to. But I think because it's, of the emotions or because it sucks in your head. Uh, in in my head, it's like the emotions, my delivery. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like for a while, it's like I had this very grand sort of like delivery to everything that I was saying. And I couldn't. That
0: was a style for a while.
1: Yeah. It's like, I couldn't just say what I was talking about. You had to
0: be like theatrical.
1: Yeah. Like very theatrical. Um, but I think it's all incredibly relevant. And, um, you know, again, talking about like the, the barge driver or whatever, I was trying to, I was encouraging him to, to not sit on his music and to to put it out. Because I feel like you learn more about yourself when you put out your art than you do if you burn it and no one ever sees it or hears it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, something that you hate personally that you can't stand is going to be somebody's favorite shit. Yeah. Period. Like, someone has been searching high and low for that thing that you don't like about yourself— And that makes them feel invincible, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like I've had fans and and listeners since I was 16, you know, because I started putting out my own music, like, in high school and stuff. Like, I would get um, the artwork and get it pressed up and shrink-wrapped and barcoded and, like, all that sort of stuff. And I was just thinking uh, the other day I saw someone – talking about me and they were just like, Yeah, uh up and comer Johnny Johnny Polygon. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And instead of getting mad, I was just like, yo, I could I could literally put out a box set. You know, like the fucking Eagles yeah. right now. And it would be like like complete bodies of, of work. Right. And then Shelly was like, Yeah, you should you should do it. Yeah. And on top of that you should put album commentary on every album, on every CD. And then we started to put together this. How's like, the
0: album commentary work? That's like at the end of the CD? It's at the beginning. Trying? That's at the beginning. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, so like the, like right at the top, mm-hmm. um, there's like an episode, it's mm-hmm. it, it's a podcast, it's called Backstory mm-hmm. and it's basically like an audio biography mm-hmm. of my life and just where I come from and. What formed me into the person I am today. And there's also like there's stories about, you know, things that people ask me about. You know, there's there's stories about like me moving to California with two hundred ninety seven dollars. Slanging them CDs on Venice. Bam. Hollywood Boulevard. You I, know? Remember, yeah, I remember, bro. I remember the stories. I love it. I you love good it. Stories. Yeah. And then there's like you know, and then there's stuff that's like more current kind of Kinda uh kind of juicier stuff, just like what my what my first deal was like and how I got signed and then how like me and Cuddy met and the interactions between us and then stuff between like me and Nas and Dead Prez and That's right. You've had so many you've had a lot of like run ins with it's like, crazy. Yeah. It's it's really, really crazy. And then like specifically like the Nas thing was was very like super strange yeah. because like I'm not like a real hip hop I mean we were talking about real hip hop earlier Right. like you don't get any more real hip hop than fucking nuts you know what I mean and then like I just sort of like right place right time sort of just like ended up on his album and then like we went on tour together and like all this shit and so like that's all in the podcast and you know just leaving my labels and you know what was really what's really strange about uh, strange and cool about the podcast is like i'm interviewing people mm-hmm. from the, the labels and stuff from the labels, the labels yeah and you know different artists and friends and stuff and you know it's it's just crazy to see how many people you just like come in and out of your life and make a huge impact or no impact at all and like when do you ever really sit down and say, like, thank you to somebody? Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's really been what's really cool about doing the podcast um, is being able to, like, talk to people and be like, oh, you didn't know that you changed my life forever?
0: Right. Totally.
1: Well, totally. Well, you did. And let me tell you thank you and blah, 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 blah. And also talking to people who, you know, have, like, I've had issues with and, like, we aren't cool anymore and you know just getting their getting their take on things right. and like giving them giving them the platform to to say like hey you know Johnny's an asshole it's like yeah you like his you like his music well i think he's difficult to work with and he never gave me back the cd that i loaned him and i right. i haven't been able to forgive him for that you know right, totally. so it's like yeah so, so it's been cathartic yeah 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 definitely and it's also like it's weird. It's like ripped open old wounds and then like healed them too, like sealed them back up and yeah. you know, and each episode is like about an era of my life and it they they all took so much time and energy. Like I've been working on this thing for like 6 months. Yeah. And when I, are, I,
0: when are you looking to be finished with it?
1: Um like literally in the next like week or two. Nice. Yeah.
0: And then how are people going to be like, when do you think, you, I mean, I, I hate making people announce release dates if they don't yeah. have
1: one or, or because, yeah, I mean, I'm going to get it out, um, like within this month. My goal was oh, that, this month. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm literally like the packaging
0: I'm, is already designed
1: and everything. Yeah, I'm at the, like, I'm at the finish line. Oh,
0: okay. You
1: know what I awesome. mean? So, um, so yeah. So that's like my biggest, that's like my, like my life's work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm only doing like maybe like 200 copies of it. Yeah. You know, just like for all the super diehard uh listeners of mine, it, it's like it's just like a must have sort of thing. And it also give them like a new perspective. Because, like, I don't make music about the business side of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I think it will be interesting for people to, like, be able to hear the conversations about the business. Side. Yeah. And then, like, listen to the music and be like, wow. So he wrote this whole album in illegal limbo. Right. Not knowing that this shit was ever going to come out and, right. you know, all this sort of thing. And, oh, like- Limo
0: Sex Superstar was like a fake album that he made up the name on the spot at a <laughs> Knocksteady interview. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you gonna call me up and have you? Exactly. me about that one? Exactly.
1: I really should though, because I mean, knock steady, knock steady, and kind of neat is like all these like internet performances. Like we've become intertwined because of that. Yeah, like yeah. these things, like they follow me around. Like they will there'll be people who will like chase me down in the street. And they'll be like, oh shit, I saw you on fucking kind of neat. That's blah blah. That meat. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, that gave me spine tingles. That that's
0: like you know that's what it's all dude it literally happens
1: to me all the time that's so tight all the time knock steady was definitely the first yeah the first thing that did i didn't i i had no idea like like i'm not an internet numbers guy yeah you know what i mean so it's. i didn't
0: really know i mean you know honestly all praises due to jonathan dumbfounded was the one who put me on to you and i was like oh this is dope because yeah. um, he was just like, oh yeah, it's just like so, I don't know, some dude. We follow each other on Twitter, and and uh, at the time, it was like I thought it was
1: Watsky did, or what? No,
0: Oh no, I think maybe Watsky might have told Dumbfounder or something. But okay. but you, no, I think we found out that we knew George when you came at in the thing. at the right. thing. Because me and Watsky, we did. It was just you and Dumbfounder had been DMing each other or something.
1: Wow, and, right? And
0: I, and it was like at the time. I don't know. Twitter was like not that old. And so having yeah. like 15,000 or 20,000 Twitter followers, I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, he's that's big. Right. Let's have him on the show. And then the music was dice.
1: Right. I've never had that many followers. So.
0: Well, however many you have. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it seems
1: important. Yeah. To I've me, had like 8,000 followers me, for like 10 years. To me, it seems important. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway, I'm glad, you know, it was all serendipitous and I'm glad that it took place because right. here we are. We're fucking podcast amigos.
1: Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So the box set, finishing that up. And getting that out and the release date will be coming extremely extremely soon. For sure, man. And it's uh it's uh yeah. It's I'm only sure it's only work, my life's work. You're like,
0: well, it's only half your life so far. Yeah. You know, or a third of it. Right. You still got another good thirty or 40, 50 years maybe.
1: Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah.
0: Um Are you working on new stuff too, I'd imagine. Oh yeah, definitely. Always. Yeah. Always.
1: Yeah. That's good. Always and forever. That's good, man. Yeah. That's
0: good. Uh, yeah, I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm glad that uh, – I, I always really like to talk to someone who has a history within it, who has who has just like stuck with it and continue yeah. to do what they do because they love it. Because, I don't have shit else to do. And, and like – because that's the thing is I think you and I are both at a mature enough age to be like, okay, it – it, the quote-unquote yeah. it, might never happen. Right. But as long as I can stay happy doing it, right, it's great. And if it does, it does. But I'm not counting on it anymore. Like for me, it's I, when like— When I was a kid, I was like, it's going to happen.
1: Right. You know? For me, it's like it's already happened. It has happened. And that's you what, know what we, I mean? we forget
0: to think about that.
1: Yeah, like for me, it's like I'm thinking, okay, have I— Have I been on MTV? Right. Yes. And I
0: didn't mean that to sound belittling. No,
1: no, 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 not at all. I just think this is like a this is my actual perspective. You know, it's like I've met I've met all of my heroes. Totally. I've worked with them. Yeah. And I've like shared stages with them. Traveled. Traveled. Like you know all that shit. They've like thrown me on their albums and and then I think okay, so everything I wanted to accomplish. I've already done. Yeah. So like now I have to like accomplish new stuff. Like I, I I'd, like the, the goal isn't to get to as many people as possible. Yeah. It's like to do the, like to actually achieve like the ultimate expression. And I think that's just going to take me for the rest of my life to right. do. And if I can make a living at trying to do that. And
0: you're finding interesting ways to get to that expression. You yeah. Know I mean? Yeah, like,
1: exactly. It,
0: coming up with an idea like a sleepover show is as important as coming up with a great song you know what i mean right like those those tap into the same part of the brain right it's, it's all creativity right and so anyway the point i was trying to make is is that it, it just it, it stokes me out when like i meet somebody else who's been through the shits and, yeah. and has come out the other end okay right you know what i mean yeah. we're we're okay yeah we're we're doing it yeah whether we realize it or not like it's happening so fuck yeah man yeah man it's cool um where can the people find you online
1: Um, You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Polygon. J-O-H-N-N-Y,
0: Polygon, P-O-L-Y-G-O-N.
1: Yep, yep. And, uh... Then the Instagram is sir john paul s i r j o h n p o l and I think that's all my social media maybe Facebook you you can you can google you
0: johnny polygon's yeah. pretty seo friendly yeah 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 and yeah. you'll be able to find like what a pre-order or the link to order the box set pretty soon
1: yeah 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 and that'll be on my website which is uh, us and john Tarage, how do you spell that j o h n t o u r a g e there you go Dot .us and yeah, and then you know, always working on new music and you know videos and all, all that sort of stuff, man. Just, just trying to, just trying to find the people who give a fuck.
0: Hell yeah! And um, so, if you give a fuck, go follow them. Go Boom. Find that box set. Boom. And if you give a fuck about us. That's what we call a segue in the industry. If you (laughs) give a fuck about us, remember uh, that we are running a Patreon pledge. So if you are a loyal listener, not someone who's finding out about the podcast for the first time because of the YouTube channel, uh, though, if you are just finding out about the podcast because of the YouTube channel, welcome. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, If you are a loyal listener, go to patreon.com slash kind of neat. That's P-A-T-R-E. E O N and pledge a dollar an episode. That's all we're asking for or two or three or whatever. Don't pledge 10. That's too much. People keep pledging $10 per episode. And then I send an email going, look, man, are you sure that means you're (laughs) going to be paying $40 a month? I don't want to do that to you. That's way more than an HBO go account. Um, So just do a dollar a month. That's four bucks a month. And that will help us more than you can ever imagine. Uh, It pays the bills around here and it helps Ben and I I R L. IRL. Um, also follow me on Twitter at its intuition. Follow my man behind the boards making the shit sound buttery Ben Shim at I am database based with two S's. Whoop. Shout out Ben.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and follow um, follow my my manager slash amazing girlfriend at, at communist spy at communist spy. Yes. Yeah, she does all my videos and came up and executes uh, all the ideas like the sleepover shows and the box sets and the podcasts and all that stuff. Follow that woman
0: uh follow us as a unit at kind of neat youtube.com slash kind of neat where you're going to see johnny performing a new song that he's excited about yeah what's it
1: called it's called just seeing
0: things just seeing things you guys are going to be just seeing those things on the youtubes at youtube.com slash kind of neat uh and what else everything in a pretty package at kind of neat.net Go to the app store, download the podcast app, search for kinda neat and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh that helps us get into the iTunes charts, which helps more people see the podcast. And that is just amazing when that happens. So uh thank you guys so much for tuning in. My name is Lee. This is my man Johnny Polygon. That's me. And this was kinda neat. Thanks, guys.